Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hi, it's me again, and I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. One thing I'm really curious about is what is the expectation that others have for you having executive presence. What I mean by that is when you step into a room, when you go into your performance evaluation, when you meet a stranger, do they expect you to have executive presence or not? They don't really know you yet or know much about you, but just by you walking into that room or showing up on that video screen face to proverbial face, what is the expectation of you? So I'm curious to hear from you typically what the expectation is for you. Feel free to leave a voice message on Anchor FM or shoot me an email at joe at connectioncounselor.com. Would love to share that in a future episode. The reason why I ask this question is we're going to talk about a challenge to you having your full executive presence. My belief is anyone can have executive presence. Doesn't mean we all will have it, but the potential, the ability, the ability to develop the skill and to even get more of it is there for all of us. There's nothing fundamentally stopping you from doing that. However, there is a big barrier, a substantial barrier when you are starting out behind everyone else, where for whatever reason, people assume that you will not have executive presence or similar but not exactly the same, people assume that you are not in the position that you are or that you want to be in, right? For instance, um, let's say you're a CEO and you go into the room and you're the only one in a wheelchair or you're the only person of color or you're the only female, right? How do people in the room, before they really hear all the titles, how do they treat you? And then even after they find out who you are, how do they react to that in terms of their expectations of who you should be or how the CEO or whatever that position should be? And this is not just important in terms of what other people think of you, and I'll cover that in another episode. It's also very important in terms of how you can concentrate on being your fullest, best person in terms of executive presence. Now, every ounce of your cognitive sort of energy or thought needs to be applied in a high-performance situation, right? If you ask any athlete or, um, you know, executive, you really have to be focused, you have to be dialed in distractions and self-doubt, their death right? They can really, really hurt your performance. So what can happen, there's a, a, a term called stereotype threat, where if you are in a group that is stereotyped as not being good at something, right, and you're engaging in that activity, then you are susceptible to losing some of your focus by worrying about whether you are verifying that stereotype or not, right? So a really simple one that they have researched 
is women and math, right? So they did a study with college-age women. They had them all fill out a questionnaire before a standardized kind of math test. Half of the Asian women were given a questionnaire to fill out, which focused them on the fact that they were a woman. And then the other half were given a questionnaire to focus them on the fact that they were Asian. Now, most people know there's very different stereotypes for women in math and Asians in math. However, these women had both, right? They were susceptible to both. But which one were they focused on and how did that affect their performance? Which group do you think performs better on that test? Randomly separated, right? Their math abilities are, are roughly equal. It's, it's a random experiment. Which group do you think did better? Exactly. The group that was focused on their Asian background, not on the fact that they were women. So when it comes to being an executive, especially if you are not the person I use, you know, I jokingly use the example of Tom Brady uh, in the past. If you're not the type that people are like, wow, that guy or even that gal looks like a CEO, then you have a problem, not just from others, but also from yourself of being distracted by that. And instead of focusing on performing, worrying about whether you are going to uh, live up to the stereotype, which is bad because the stereotype is maybe you're not good enough or not. So what can you do, right? I like to bring solutions, not just problems. And this comes from a favorite kind of author of mine, Jonathan Rousen, wrote some great books. Um, one that I still have to read that I haven't got my hands on yet, The Seven Deadly Chess Sins. He is a former uh, chess grandmaster uh, from Scotland. He's won like the British national championships, I believe, two times. Um, and really fantastic writer. He's had a second career um, after his chess career, uh, doing a lot in terms of uh, writing. And he shared in this email uh, some really amazing advice that I believe helps so much with stereotype threat. So he said it in the context of chess, but you can apply this to executive presence or your career as well. He said, if you want to be a chess champion, right, you can't want it. Because if you want it, you will fail. You will undoubtedly see all the gaps and all the difficulties to get there. However, if you choose the identity of a chess champion, then you'll be able to make it. Why? Because everything you see, everything you do, your behaviors, the way you spend your time, your focus will be that of a chess champion. So that moves you into being a chess champion and it actually takes away some of your choice, right? Don't feel like competing in a tournament this summer? Too bad. You have to because that's what a chess champion does. Don't have a coach right now because it's a little bit expensive? Too bad. You're going to figure out the way to get the money or barter or whatever it takes to get a coach because chess champions all have that type of coach. So similarly, if you choose to have executive presence, say I am the person with amazing executive presence in any room, then you will start to do the things including listening to this podcast every day and listening to others who have great advice on executive presence that will help you get there. At the end of this podcast, instead of just forgetting about it, you will do one of the exercises proposed or think about it to say, okay, what can I take from this episode to really 
improve just a little bit in terms of my executive presence. So what I'd like you to do today is after this episode, just think about that. Choose. Do you really commit to be a person with executive presence? Is that who you are? Is that your identity? Because once you say that is who you are, everything will line up into place. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. Do you enjoy the daily 5-10 to minute format of Executive Presence Morsels? sometimes wish we could go a lot deeper? Would it help to explore specific challenges, like a masterclass on topics such as nailing the interview, thriving in the C-suite, or powerful personal branding? If so, I'm excited to share the launch of the VIP Access Program. Every month, I'll be delivering special episodes without any time constraints designed to help you tackle your most thorny challenges. The most exciting part is we will be creating content based on the specific needs of our subscribers. Getting access is easy. Just hit the subscribe button on Anchor FM to become a subscriber for a low monthly fee. There's no commitment and you can access all available episodes right away. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels, the only daily podcast that shares bite-sized insights to help you generate executive presence. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're going to start out a little bit differently today for this episode. I want you to pause and take a second to think about what food immediately brings you back to your childhood. Fond memories of that food. And by childhood, I mean, you know, kind of younger, not high school, but more elementary school, right? Is it a particular cereal or is it bagels? Uh, Could it be a certain stew? Uh, you know, that the grown-ups in your life made. What is that thing that really brings you back to feeling kind of taken care of and nurtured and nourished? And there's a reason why I'm asking this question, and you'll understand by the end of this episode, but I just want you to pause and take a second and reflect back and, and have a happy memory just for a second what that is. Okay, great. Well, today we're going to talk about something that may seem a little bit obvious in terms of executive presence, but we're going to go a little bit deeper beyond the obvious, and that is height and executive presence. The obvious part of it is... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel.